Hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you guys are having an absolutely fantastic day today. And I saw something yesterday that was comical, but it was very accurate on the sense of you guys, I'm sure you guys have already seen now, bumbling buffoon Biden as he stammers over himself and tries to make a cognitive sentence come together. He has a difficult time doing that. And he talked about how the Constitution and the Second Amendment is not there to basically protect people's rights to own guns, that they need to be significantly limited, and there's no reason for anybody to own a gun that shoots 30, 40, 50, 100 bullets, and that the context of the Second Amendment is not for the protection of the populace, it's simply to make sure we can go hunting. And he said if you want to go against the federal government, you basically need F-15s and nuclear weapons. So the concept of having guns to come against the government is complete and total moot point. Basically mocks the Second Amendment and any gun supporter as he pretty much comes out with this unbelievably arrogant statement about how strong the U.S. government is. And what was funny, though, about this comment is not only was it completely moronic, and the topic and the way he did it was just unbelievably insulting to majority of the American populace. Dinez DeSalle on Twitter put out a tweet last night, and it really kind of made me chuckle. Because, you know, as Biden's over here saying, listen, your AR-15s are no match. You're never going to take over the government. You need nukes if you want to actually do something with the government. Anything else is null and void. We need to ban these guns simply for the protection of the children. And there's no context of you being able to take over the government. Dinesh came out with a tweet and said, okay, so Biden says people need F-15s and nukes to take on the U.S. government. Ordinary weapons are completely not sufficient whatsoever. So how is it that a couple hundred unarmed protesters stand accused of seriously attempting on January 6th to completely overthrow the U.S. government in an insurrection when not a single one of them even had a firearm on them? And I kind of laughed when I read it because I thought that's a pretty valid point. If Biden's over here saying we need F-15s and nukes and there's not a single chance anybody can do anything to take on the government, but yet we had a couple hundred people that walked into the Capitol building when they were let in by Capitol Police, as we saw on video, then why is that even considered remotely an insurrection of trying to topple the U.S. government? As the FBI now has said, it was you know this massive attack on U.S. soil by right-wing extremists. So which one is it? And this is, again, the anomaly that I wanted to pick out and show you again as we see all the time. The narrative is only pushed when it benefits them. If the topic doesn't support their lies and propaganda, they don't bring it up. They completely and totally ignore it. And this is when you start to realize if you have cognitive reasoning, this is when you start to realize how much we're being lied to on a regular basis. For instance, we've seen now in Europe the UDRA Vigilance, which is the European database of suspected adverse drug reaction reports. They are now saying, as of June 19th, there have been 15,472 people that have been killed by the COVID-19 vaccine and 1.509 million injuries 
through June 19th. That's over a seven-month span now. Now, the United States VAERS system is massively below this as far as the reports on the deaths, on the injuries, and so forth, especially the injuries. Now, I know Europe's got a population, I think, of like 749 million. United States is like 330. So they pretty much, you know, more than double our populace. But the numbers on injuries are significantly higher than the VAERS reporting system in the United States. So that begs the question, there's not significantly more people being injected in Europe than there are in the United States. I think we've had, what, 170 million people here get injected. I think Europe's a little over like a quarter, uh, quarter, quarter of a billion, 250, 300,000. So why are these numbers so different? So either you have a completely and totally different shot from the same manufacturers going to Europe, which is highly unlikely due to regulatory reasons, or you have massive underreporting here in the United States, which it pretty much seems to appear that's what's happening. And what they're doing is now they're trying to prevent <clears throat> excuse me, people from realizing what's actually happening all across the country, so they're suppressing it. At the same time now, you see in Chile, in England, in India, they're pushing the COVID narrative again. India, calling it the Delta variant now, is now resulting in more lockdowns. Chile, which has one of the highest COVID injection rates in the world, 58% of their entire populace has received at least two doses. 75% has received their first dose. Santiago is now locked down as of June 10th, after the capital reported the highest COVID cases since the beginning of the pandemic, alleged pandemic. England is claiming the Delta variant is 64% more likely to transmit within households than the original Alpha variant, and that it's 40% more transmissible outdoors and more likely to affect younger people. Now, if you believe any of those statements, I have some fantastic oceanfront property in Kansas. You guys know I say that a lot jokingly. But if we haven't realized over the last year and a half that pretty much every single thing we're told has been a lie about this, you've got to start asking yourself a question. Why are they still pushing this BS narrative when we know it's complete and total garbage, when the variant – the whole variant narrative doesn't even keep up with the truth that's going on. And at the same time now, as you remember, Byron Bridal, <clears throat> Ph.D., Canadian immunologist, came out and said we made a big mistake on COVID-19, explained the mechanisms of why the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein that they're injecting is so dangerous and toxic. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. There's something going on that they're trying to keep everybody subdued and suppressed around this entire COVID narrative. We know it's a lie. We know the whole thing's been a lie. We know the entire concept has been nothing more than a power grab. So why are people still listening? It's cognitive dissonance. People do not want to believe that we've been told a lie. Once you accept the fact that we're lied to about 99% of the time on mainstream media, once you accept the fact that we are completely and totally manipulated last spring, you have to start basically coming to grips with your own reality and saying, all right, well, this is, this is where we're at now. This is what we have to do to change it. The problem is now most people do not want to change it because they've literally gotten so mind-washed, brain, mind brainwashed into the Covidian cult now. Nobody wants to actually address it and say, no, 
it was like a lot of my friends last year, and they started saying, dude, we're not wearing a mask either. I said, good. Thank goodness. It's about time everybody stops. But then you still see people still to this day in Florida walking around with a mask on outside in a parking lot of Publix. I just saw it the other day again. Why? Because they've been so trained in the brain to accept this as the new normal, they're willing to accept anything you tell them. And those are the kind of people you have to be very, very cautious for. from. And listen to me. These are the kind of people that if they start coming out and they start putting out 24-7 rhetoric every single day, guns are killing everybody, guns are bad, guns need to be banned, guns are bad, guns are killing everybody, guns need to be banned, and they say that over and over and over again just like they did with COVID. It'll have the same effect on people. You'll try, you'll start having what is anti-gun cult basically where people will start repeating exactly what the mainstream narrative has told them. That is what's happening right now, and that's why they're trying to spool up this rhetoric with the bumbling buffoon Biden, with the ATF, with the braces, with the gun bans. All this stuff is coming together. Trust me, COVID is only the first tool in their toolbox of what they're trying to push. The disarmament campaign is their primary goal of the United States because they cannot allow the populace to be this well-armed and be under a significant amount of control that they want to have them under. So understand what's happening, be aware of it, and be very cautious in who you talk about your weapons to. I mean that sincerely. There's a lot of people. You can't trust them. They'll be the same ones that will be your friends, and they'll turn right around and go snitch you out as soon as something happens because they need to be the good citizens and turn people in because they have an AR-15 in their house or they have a pistol on their side. Be very aware of that in the coming future with what's starting to happen because as soon as they start the anti-gun narrative on CNN, NBC, Fox News, likes, just like they did with COVID, they showed us how fast – they can literally manipulate an entire populace just with a few quick months of mind control rhetoric on television, Dad. What do you think? Well, you know, they've tried to do that for years and years and years with false flag shootings. You know, I, I'm not going to list them all. There's so many of them, uh, including the Vegas shooting that you were at, including the Pulse nightclub shooting that we were at over in Orlando when we went and visited that, that place after they had been, you know, shot up supposedly. I mean, we were told there were machine gun bullets all over the outside of the building. There were holes everywhere. Nothing, nothing. There was no, there was no proof that any shootout had ever occurred at the Pulse nightclub from the outside. We, we weren't, we weren't allowed to go in. And I remember one of the sheriff's officers that was there in his pickup truck with the motor running. We walked up and we talked to him and he goes, don't believe anything they've told you on the media. Everything's a lie. And I'm like, whoa. He goes, the truth will come out eventually. And it never did. It never did. And so, you know, were people killed there? I don't know. Don't know. I'm just going to say that. I don't know. I wasn't inside. I didn't see it all. You know, were there, there were, were there crisis actors involved? It sure seemed to be. And see, this is the same thing that happens over and over and over again when they're pushing the anti-gun narrative. It's what they want. They want to make people feel as though the guns are basically dangerous. Why don't you ask those two Puerto Ricans who are basically, you know, marching in that pro-Puerto Rican event, you know, up in Chicago last week. They were dragged out of their car by black militant groups and executed summarily. You know, right on the ground, the lady has now died also, leaving two children. Horrible, horrible tragedy. Even the whole, the whole world is aghast that happened, even though Chicago is already a benchmark for how bad things can get when you take the guns away from the law-abiding citizens. And I'm going to say this again, and I've said this for the past seven, eight years. A heck of – that's with, on our show. I've said this for the last 30 years. If you take the guns away from the law-abiding citizens, the criminals don't give up their guns. 
<laughs> they, don't, they don't give up their, because that's why they're called criminals. They don't listen to the law. So then the only people that are left, you know, with guns are criminals. And then the law-abiding citizens cannot defend themselves. Ask the folks in Australia. You got a lot of listeners in Australia. You guys know I'm telling you, right? Because you guys are emailing me all the time and texting me all the time and calling me and telling me what a nightmare it is down there where you can't defend yourself anymore. Look what's going on in Europe. Look what's going on in England. Look what's going all over the place where guns have been taken. Criminals don't listen to rules. That's why most of them get locked up and going to jail. It's like telling the mafioso groups or the Italian mafia or the Costa Nostra mafia, by the way, you need to not do bad things anymore. They're going to look at you and laugh. They're going to, what, are you, what are you talking about? They're going to shoot you in the face because you said that. They're going to, what are you doing? I'm going to shoot you because you're so stupid. I'm going to kill you now because you made me mad. And so they don't care. So people need to understand that you know Austin's right. When they start spooling up this narrative, they're spooling up the narrative again. And it has nothing to do with who's in the White House. It has to do who's in charge. Remember, <laughs> Joe, basically, the, the, the senile one who's reading a teleprompter, or he can't construct two sentences together, you know, he's telling us now that you have to have nuclear weapons to take down the United States. All right. Is that a veiled threat? To the people who support the Second Amendment, that we have no rights, there's nothing we can do to protect ourselves from a tyrannical government if they come in and start seizing everything? Is he saying there's nothing we can do to protect ourselves from the cabal, the deep state, the Luciferians, the bloodline families that run Washington, D.C. and have done so for over 100 years, getting all set up initially with Theodore Roosevelt, you know, that Masonic leader in Taft, that the guy who was basically with Skull and Bones and all the groups put Woodrow Wilson into power together to get us the Federal Reserve Act? Is, is, are they telling us that we've lost control of the United States? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Just thought I'd mention that. And, you know, people now protesting at school board meetings, being arrested and thrown on the floor because they don't want transgender, basically, narrative being taught to their children. You know, and, you know, here's the thing. You got a super liberal parent up there. Okay, who's basically got a transgender child. They've allowed that child now to have his genitalia removed because they had to sign off on it. And so now this person's all in. The parents are all in because they had a little boy. Now they got a little girl or they had a little girl. Now they got a little boy. And now they want to try to defend what they've done. Yeah. Margaret Sanger. Remember her? Yeah. She pretty much recanted everything. and didn't want to be involved with what she had done after before she died as far as the abortion issue. And they always use these front out people. You know, they use people like, you know, Barack Obama or Jeff Bezos or all the other people that are so big in the media or Donald Trump. Remember, he's the one who pushed the red flag gun laws in the state of Florida. He's the one who pushed Operation Warp Speed. He's the one who signed a bill giving hundreds of billions of dollars in the research and is basically pushing these kill shots throughout the entire planet. That was Donald Trump. That wasn't Joe Biden. You guys forget that. How about January the 6th? Where are all the presidential pardons for that? Hello, where are the presidential pardons for that? Is these people still rotting in DC jails? Now, and then we've got, now we've got DeSantis, the governor of Texas, signing these quote unquote bills that you can't be forced to wear a mask, you can't be forced to take a vaccine, but then all of a sudden you find out there's, you know, inclusions in the doggone bill saying that if there's a problem with the pandemic or whatever, they can forcibly abduct you, forcibly lock you up, forcibly inject you in the same bill. But they don't matter. That it, but again, like I said yesterday, that could just be because he didn't know about it. I don't know. He, I'm sure he didn't read the whole thousand page thing, but his age should have read it. But again, remember these deep state people who are in basically to pass all these rules and regulations. They're not laws. They're rules and regulations. They're not elected officials. It doesn't go through Congress. 
And these rules and regulations will put you in jail just as fast as law will. Just thought I'd mention that to you because the Justice Department will prosecute you if you don't obey the rules or you don't obey the regulations. It just is what it is. So we have a group of people that are unelected to do whatever they want to do and pass whatever they want to pass. I think they said well, for every one law that's passed by Congress, hundreds more are put into law into place via rules and regulations to basically give that law they passed some bite. So – it's crazy where we are as far as all these rules and regulations and all these laws. But now Barack Obama is arguing that the elections must be taken over basically to prevent another January the 6th insurrection. That doesn't make any sense, does it? Those are the headlines. Barack Obama argues the elections takeover is needed to prevent another January the 6th insurrection. You know, my friend Jeff Rents, he's saying that Obama is still running the White House through Joe Biden. Is that true? <laughs> somebody's running Joe Biden. I mean, he's so senile, he doesn't know where he is or what he's doing. Could it be Barack Obama? I don't know. He's gay. He's not an American citizen. He's married to a guy. He sounds like a pretty likely candidate for the New World Order. <laughs> they seem to like those folks. So I don't know. We'll, we'll find out here pretty quick. But, guys, you know, here's the thing. We just had a Pentagon leader. You know, he, he accuses the military of woke as being offensive, and he defends studying critical race theory, and he says he reads Marx and Lenin and basically Stalin, and he reads all of this literature from the communists. Now, what the heck? This is absolutely crazy that he would do this. You know, it was so funny. Austin said the Pentagon did not teach or embrace critical race theory and that such suggestions were spurious. Gates then asked him why he hired critical race theorist Bishop Garrison as his top advisor on diversity at the Pentagon. And General Austin responded that he was the first time, the first time he'd heard of Garrison being a critical race theorist later in the hearing. Waltz then cited a letter from the West Point superintendent that acknowledged that critical race theory was part of the curriculum for a class at West Point. In addition to there being a lecture at West Point on whiteness and white rage, Austin concluded there's something that we should that not should not occur again. I mean, this is absolutely Looney Tunes. These guys and the head guy, the chairman, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, is actually a critical race theorist and also reads communist literature. Wow. Think about that for a second, about where we are finding ourselves right now. Let me say something, too. Austin was talking about a snitch state a few minutes ago and how your neighbors will turn you in for weapons. We already have that going on by the thousands and thousands of people here in Florida with red flag gun laws. You don't like the way somebody said something to you one day. Well, he's got a gun. I'm calling the police. Well, let's go seize his weapons before a judge can rule. Let's have the police take the weapons away. It's already happening here in Florida. So be very careful who you talk to about weapons or concealed carry or anything. Just be careful. Be really careful and realize that sometimes people that you know really aren't your friends. Let me give you another example. A few years ago, I was over in Germany. I was talking to one of my relatives who was alive at the war. And I asked her, and, you know, I'm, I'm speaking German to her, and I said to her, I said, why in the world did you guys follow the Third Reich? Why did you allow this to happen? Why did you allow people to be hauled off into concentration camps? And she said to me, she goes, well, Ted, you have to understand something. It wasn't just the Jews that were hauled off. Any political dissenters were hauled off. Any gypsies that people didn't like were hauled off. The mentally infirmed were hauled off. And anybody who spoke against Hitler was hauled off. She goes, and what happened is you'd have people in the neighborhood, they'd be listening or talking to a neighbor one day, and they'd say, we don't like what the Third Reich is doing. We don't like what Hitler's doing. We don't like what's going on in Germany right now. And one of the neighbors would hear it, and they would call the snitch line. Yeah, that's right. They'd hop on the phone and call the snitch line or go downtown to the snitch line, and they would tell the Gestapo or the SS or whoever the people were in charge of that particular 
parish or city or, you know, or jurisdiction, you know, that this person was saying, you know, bad things and, and, and basically was, you know, saying things against the government of Germany. And then what would happen is they would go in, the government would, or the SS or the Gestapo would go in like at 3.30 in the morning the following day, break the front door down, and haul the women and the children and the husbands off in shackles, and the house was left open. And everybody knew at that point they could go in and take anything they wanted because nobody was coming home. Nobody was coming home. My, remember, my relative who was there saw this in her own neighborhood. And then what would happen is they'd go in and take the furniture out, they'd take the stove out, they'd take the appliances out, they'd take everything out because they knew what was going to happen next. Within a week, the house was bulldozed and hauled off, and new sod was put down as if they never, ever existed. And she said after that happened two or three times in the neighborhood, everybody just kind of shut their mouth, just shut up and said, you know, we're not going to do this. So that's the problem that you run into with a tyrannical government when you have tyranny. And you're living under that yoke. They can do whatever they want to do. You think your AR-15 <laughs> is going to protect you? You'll need nukes. You'll need nuclear weapons, you peasant. Who do you think you are? Yeah. Is that the mindset now? Are we having a kind of a combination between fascism and communism here in the United States right now by the current administration? Sure sounds like it, doesn't it? Also, what do you think of what's your next story? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's one of those things where, whoops, can you hear me? There we go. Yeah, sorry about that. Mike was messing up. Um, no, you're exactly right. I mean, I, I pretty much was a veil threat yesterday. I mean, coming in and basically trying to mock everybody openly, you know, shove it in everybody's face. But in reality, what he's failing to see is it doesn't take a whole lot to take out a few main tyrants. You know, the, a lot of the United States military is not on board with what's going on right now. That's why they're trying to feminize and turn the large percentage of the military, like in the Air Force, into a bunch of queer boys. Because, I mean, at that point, a lot of these guys that are promoting this, that having cross-dressing drag queen, transgender, you know, basically party shows on the Air Force bases, majority of these guys – are never and have never seen active combat theater. Most of them are not going to. Majority of these guys are basically there because it's the trendy thing to do now is to go into the military and be gay. That's why you don't see any portion of the Marine Corps promoting this unbelievably idiotic behavior because the Marines are the ones that are always in the middle of it. This is why they're trying to promote it, though, on other branches. This is why they're trying to ruin the United States culture and this is why they're trying to make the united states look like a complete and total joke i mean from an outside standpoint you got to take out of it if you didn't live in the united states you live in australia europe south america doesn't matter pick a, pick a country and you see the bumbling buffoon who either has to have an earpiece or a teleprompter in order to put two words together and then we have the vp who literally laughs like a hyena anytime somebody asks her a question that she can't answer. I mean, acts like a complete and total psychotic lunatic to the point where, I mean, they, uh, well, I think Lester Schultz, one of the guys did the interview with her a couple weeks ago, and he goes, well, you haven't been to the border. And she goes, we've been to the border. Oh, yeah, we've been to the border. He goes, no, you, you've not actually ever been to the border since you've been VP. And she goes, well, I haven't been to Europe either. And like the whole whole American populace kind of looked at her and just shook our heads like 
This is really it. This is what you're expecting us to believe actually won the election. The bumbling buffoon who needs an earpiece and teleprompter and the VP who basically is a hyena whore and can't even do anything except laugh. Yeah. And then everything else is going along the lines. And I've had so many people email me from other countries, a lot of which Australia, because Australia and most of the, most of populace in Australia is fairly awake. The problem is they've told me, numerous people have emailed me in Australia. They said, dude, do not ever allow them to take your guns. We got had down here in Australia. We got told that it was going to make everything better. We got told it was going to make everything great. We got told that it was for our safety, and we literally got sold down the river. There was an uh, interview it was probably 10 years ago, and it was talking about a lot of the crime in some of the city areas of Australia. And one of the areas they were talking about, they said that they didn't even have the criteria definition in the police department for armed home invasions. just wasn't something that ever happened. Literally, just didn't happen down there. The populace was so chill. Nobody really had any significant violence or chaos. And they said after that happened, after everybody was disarmed, they had to put together a whole different criteria, and the crime rates went through the roof. And I'm sure a lot of the stuff now has leveled out down there. But at the end of the day, you see what's going on with these shots. You see what happens when you put up a billboard in Australia that simply asks a question, do you know what's in your vaccine? Take that rubbish down, the prime minister says. It's rubbish. You can't put that up. can't put up a question. Just, just a question. Just a single question. And this is what happens when you start seeing these things come together and you start having people openly mock you as far as your Second Amendment. When people start telling you you don't have a choice on what's injected in your body and you can't ask a question. It's like the uh, George Orwell said years ago, one of his writings, he said, in a time of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. And that's exactly where we find ourselves right now, universal deceit. And he called it. And I mean, you can look at the stuff that George Orwell wrote about in 1984, and it's quite ominous what he said and what he wrote about and what's actually happening right now. As if he knew what was going to happen because he saw the playbook. I don't know. Just saying. It seems that the, everything is starting to come together exactly the way they wanted it to. And the problem with it is majority of the people are refusing to do anything about it except stand there, close their eyes, and basically say, yes, master, can I have another one? And this is where it's really getting troubling to me, and that's why we've encouraged so many people to continue getting the truth out there. Also, to in other news about this, Dr. Robert Malone, who's actually one of the lead inventors of the RNA technology. This guy is one of the top guys that actually helped build the RNA technology that was used in the COVID injection. And he said that young adults and teens should not be getting this shot. He said that there isn't enough risk-benefit analysis data for the age group, and he said there's a very likely link between cases of heart inflammation in that group and the COVID-19 injection. Wow. So, again, you have another lead doctor, lead scientist involved, directly involved in the RNA technology, telling people, you probably shouldn't get this if you're a young adult. But yet Pfizer is practicing, like working right now on giving this to six-month-olds. We had another customer write us up, and she had a friend that basically was pregnant, and she opted not to get the shot while she was pregnant. 
decided basically, you know, she wanted to have the baby. She wanted to do a natural pregnancy. She was going to get the COVID shot though afterwards because she didn't want to have, you know, any issues because she'd been brainwashed. And so she had the baby. She was breastfeeding. She ended up getting the injection. She stopped basically, uh, breastfeeding and went over to different formula and basically froze all of her milk as backup and basically waited about three weeks after the injection and then started breastfeeding again. Didn't have any issues. Baby was just healthy, just fine. And she ended up running out of milk and she ended up using some of the frozen breast milk that she had frozen right after she had gotten the injection. The baby died two days later. That's not the first time I've heard this. This has happened repeatedly. Repeatedly, these little children, their bodies cannot handle this unbelievably toxic spike protein. There's something that's happening to people after they're getting this injection. And their body, as we called it out, because they blatantly told us this, the body was going to turn into a pathogen production manufacturing site. It starts producing spike proteins. However they design this research, I don't even completely understand it, but it is some unbelievably sinister stuff that you can actually make a body start producing a toxin and say that the toxin is supposed to give you immunity later on in life when they're blatantly saying now, as I just told you guys in Chile, Chile is one of the most vaccinated countries in the entire world, yet they have the highest amount of COVID cases since the beginning of the pandemic, allegedly. Well, it's not because COVID spreading. It's because this injection Spike protein is spreading. Just had a friend the other day that we work with. He basically had a friend stay over at his house all weekend. The guy had basically just gotten the injection, just gotten, I think, Pfizer, one of the shots. He was with him all weekend. By Monday, the guy that basically didn't have the shot, but his friend came over. By Monday, sick as a dog, unbelievably sick next couple days. Dry cough, headache, same, same symptoms everybody's gotten from it. And that's the only person he was around all weekend. So how do you explain that? You're not around anybody else. You don't go anywhere. You're only around one single control group, one single person that was just injected with the shot. And all of a sudden, a couple days after you're exposed to them, you're sick as a dog. And they're not sick, though. Remember that. They're walking around allegedly healthy. They don't even know they're spreading this spike protein. So be very, very careful who you're around, especially if they're telling you they're freshly shot up. To me, it's like, dude, you need to go put a mask on. Quite frankly, I found it very telling about what they were doing. As soon as they came out and they said, oh, if you've been fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. You don't have to wear a mask. You're free to leave. You can do whatever you want now. I went, you know what? That narrative kind of flipped everything on its head because it didn't push the mass narrative anymore. But as we saw, it allows them to absolutely spread this stuff much more efficient, Dad, at least in my opinion. What do you think? Well, that's exactly why they said you didn't have to wear a mask anymore. It has nothing to do with freedom. <laughs> nothing it has nothing to do with the fact that this thing's under control. It's, it's worse. It's worse, much worse. The, the, the vaccine, it's not a vaccine. The kill shot is the bioweapon. That's what it is. And, and they, they told everybody to take the mask off because they wanted to spread as much as they could. You know, when you exhale, you exhale cells, you know, from your lungs. They actually get, they actually float out with, you know, especially when you sneeze and cough and everything else. And so these cells apparently have the spike proteins in them. And the people then inhale them and they go into the lungs and directly back into the bloodstream. It's, it's a giant bioweapon that's designed to spread via casual contact and breathing air from other people. That's the only explanation it could be. You know, you could have, well, it could be in the feces. Well, it probably is. 
But the problem is not everybody's contacting other people's feces. This is kind of disgusting to talk about, but they haven't. I mean, most people are trying to wash their hands now. You know, that's, that's the big problem with bathrooms. You know, people don't wash their hands in most cases. I mean, you got to kind of wake up a little bit and realize that people use the bathroom and basically touch the doorknob and basically get their feces on the doorknob. And now you're touching it. It's kind of disgusting, but it'd be a lot more efficient to spread it from an airborne standpoint, standpoint wouldn't it? With skin cells or breath cells or lung cells. So all this stuff's happening all over the world right now. Funeral parlors, some of the undertakers are saying now that the only deaths they're seeing are from the vaccines. And there's a massive spike in death rates. Now, I haven't been able to verify that because the undertakers that were basically interviewed for this article basically (laughs) apparently did not get named or listed as far as their research they've done to prove this. But the reality is I told you this was going to happen. People aren't going to know what's happening. The media is not going to cover because the same Rothschild-controlled media is the same Rothschild-controlled pharmaceuticals. This is the same Rothschild-controlled everything, BlackRock, Vanguard, Rothschild, State Street, bloodline families. They run it all. So why would they change? You guys remember back in the 80s when Ronald Reagan was still president. You know, Toshiba, which is, of course, you know, one of the primary stockholders is basically BlackRock. I just thought I'd mention that. It basically decided to give its silent shaft and silent propeller technology to the Chinese because up to that point, all of their, how should I say, submarines were so loud and so noisy, they were easily tracked by our sonar off our ships. We knew where everybody was all the time in the seas because they didn't have the silent shaft technology and silent propeller technology. So Toshiba sold it to the Chinese or to the Russians, which is the same thing because they were directly working together back then as communist nations. And now China has developed incredibly stealth submarines that are patrolling the oceans that we can't track. Now, let's just say one more step here. Bill Clinton, when he was president, he decided to give the missile technology to the Chinese on how to get their missiles to be able to launch off the pads and out of their submarines because up to that point, every time they tried to launch a missile, as Werner von Braun had figured out back in the 30s, it takes a lot of systems and a lot of integral guidance systems and a lot of control of the rockets and the propulsion systems in order to make a vehicle that's a straight stick without wings on it go straight up in the air and not go sideways and fall back to the launch platform and explode. Okay, See that with the research on the V-1 rockets. They finally had to put wings on them, you know, and fins on them, so they would go straight. But this is exactly what Bill Clinton gave the Chinese. He gave them the technology to control their missiles and set up inter- ballistic, inter- intercontinental ballistic missiles via the guidance chips that he gave them. Bill Clinton did that. And, of course, Toshiba gave the stuff to the Russians and the Chinese a decade earlier. So this is where we have found ourselves now 25, 30 years later with these advanced technologies that the Chinese have. But remember, who runs the Chinese? Oh, uh, just a little hint here. That would be the Rothschild banking cartel. Oh, that's right. Who runs the United States? Oh, that's right. That would be the Rothschild banking cartel. Uh, who runs Germany? Oh, that's right. It would be the Rothschild banking cartel. Uh, real quick, just another heads up question for you. Who runs England? Though that would be the Rothschild banking cartel. How about France? Surely those unbelievably nasty French people, uh, they don't have any rulers. No, that, that would be the Rothschild banking cartel. And they're the same ones who took down Russia. They're the same ones who basically have taken over the United States. They're the same ones who ran the Frankfurt School. It's the same ones all the time, and that's why I always say that to you guys because nobody else wants to talk about it. I I can't tell you how many books I've read and how many articles I've read. I mean I'm I'm talking 95%. 
95% of the articles, 95% of the books that I read on an ongoing basis, they don't list this at all. They don't talk about Kabbalists. They don't talk about, they talk about Luciferians. So we'll talk about Luciferians or Satanism. They don't talk about Einsoff, the snake in a tree these guys worship. They don't talk about the Federal Reserve banks. They don't talk about any of this stuff. They don't even talk about the ancient Canaanite religions. They don't talk about any of it. Okay? Because they don't really want to be involved with all that because it quote unquote links it back to Israel <laughs> through the Old Testament, not through me, but through the Bible. And all of a sudden it goes back to, oh, you're being anti-Semitic. Can't talk about that. So we just have to call them the deep state or we have to call them the globalists. That's but the favorite term is the globalists. No, it's the Kabbalists. The Kabbalists and the bloodline families are the ones doing this and the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds. And by the way, the Rockefellers have been and it's always been cutouts for the Rothschild banking cartel. In fact, by 1920, the intertwinings between the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers as far as their corporate interests and holdings were so intertwined that you literally could not differentiate between the two corporations, the Rothschilds or the Rockefellers. They were so intertwined. I've got a person that I used to associate with who I don't any longer. He wrote a book years ago. And his first book was good. I promoted it on the show. And his second book, it, it, that's exactly what it did. It completely left the truth about what happened with the Balfour Declaration. But we can't talk about that, remember. Can't talk about the Balfour Declaration. Can't talk about the Council on Foreign Relations being set up after the League of Nations fell and how the banking cartel basically ran the Council on Foreign Relations. Yeah, can't talk about Prescott Butcher, Harriman, or all the rest of these guys that were skull and bones and Basically, how should I say, high-level Masonic leaders can't discuss any of that because because if you do, you'll be basically blackballed in social media and you'll be basically blacklisted and you won't be able to get any of your information out. So they write books and they write articles to get wide distribution, even in today's media and alt media news, which have no emphasis on the truth. It's just it's always just it's the deep state, it's the globalists. Who who are they? Well, I give you names. I give you names. This show gives you names, dates, places, and people. And the years they did what they did. So that's what we have to understand is that not everybody wants to talk about this stuff because it really isn't politically correct. Like, you know, here's another one. You know, the CDC, you know, we have a safety group now with the CDC. They've acknowledged that the COVID shots are causing many teens to develop inflammatory heart conditions. They said there's a likely association. Remember, they know it's a real association, but they have to say likely. Between a rare heart inflammatory condition in adolescents and young adults, mostly after they've received the second COVID-19 vaccine kill shot. Basically, this is links to myocarditis and pericarditis, thousands, over a 1,000 now, mostly in people 30 and under who've received Pfizer, Moderna's COVID vaccine. And now here's the problem. Now they're warning people, and they're going to put a warning label that they're going to have this issue that if you get this shot, you may end up dying with myocarditis or pericarditis if they, if they worded that strong with a black box warning. Here's the, here's the crazy part about all of this stuff. I've had pericarditis. Okay, It was a nightmare. I was in bed for three months. I was unbelievably sick. And I tell you what, it was one of those things in my life I wish I could just delete the memories of. It was like having to stink an elephant sitting on your chest. It was awful. And the thing about this is – is that they're saying, oh, by the way, you guys are 18, 19 years old. You'd be better off to get this shot, which could give you pericarditis or myocarditis, than it would be to have the COVID infection. Wait a minute. I had the COVID infection back in February a year ago. It took three days, three days in and out, done. Had my vitamin D levels up high, my zinc levels up high, 
had my vitamin C levels up high. You know, I had all of the stuff up high that I needed to keep my body super strong, potassium iodine, three days in and out done. And would I rather have pericarditis or the COVID again? Yeah, that's pretty simple, isn't it? That would be the, that would be the COVID again. There wasn't much to it. The, that, when you have inflammatory heart conditions like this, they're unbelievably painful and unbelievably deadly. So, guys, if you know people that are thinking about getting these vaccines, these kill shots, you know, you need to really talk to them about this, especially if they're young. You know, teenagers should never, ever get these shots. They're that dangerous. And the likelihood of them even coming down with COVID is almost minuscule and getting sick from COVID is even, even lower. And likelihood of them not recovering from it is like it's zero. So why would you take the risk of this type of toxic vaccine? Austin, what do you think? And what's your next story, bud? Oh, you're absolutely right. And what's interesting now, a report was just released from the National Institute of Public Health in Norway. Norway has announced now that there is a greater risk of dying from the AstraZeneca vaccine branded as Shield than from COVID-19. Kid you not. That is what Norway is now saying. They said Norwegians run a greater risk of dying from being inoculated with AstraZeneca's vaccine than from COVID-19 itself, the National Institute of Public Health concluded in its analysis, recommending the vaccine previously linked to serious complications in the form of rare blood clots. Abstaining from the vaccine could possibly prevent up to 10 deaths related to side effects, the FHI said. So far, Norway has seen five cases of serious incidents reported shortly after vaccination, with three of those being fatalities. FHI has calculated the mortality rate from the AstraZeneca vaccine as 2.3 people per 100,000 inoculated. The FHI stressed that continuing to inoculate will be a contrast, exposing younger women to an unnecessary high risk, given the current relativity levels of infection in Norway. Furthermore, the Institute is against offering the vaccine on a voluntary basis, which has been proposed. They said, we believe such an alternative may appear unethical and with a high risk with those that make such a choice have not fully understood the risk to which they are exposed. FHI has also ventured that recommending the AstraZeneca vaccine for further use could lead to lower confidence among the population in vaccine programs in general because of how toxic this injection is. So think about that for a second. Norway's actually spitting truth. They're out here calling it out. They're saying, dude, we've done a test analysis on this. We've done a cost-benefit analysis. There's a higher mortality rate. If you get this shot, there's a higher mortality rate of you dying from the shot than from actually contracting COVID in a natural setting. That is the truth. And they're one of the only countries that I've seen that's actually come out with this. Majority of everybody else just shut up, take a shot. Don't ask questions. Don't ask what's in it. So, again, this is what we continue to talk about. Also, too, in other news, if you guys saw John McAfee reportedly committed suicide right before his extradition to the United States. He allegedly hung himself. Well, if you guys have seen the video of McAfee last year, he did a video and blatantly said, I'm completely happy in here. The food's fine. I will not commit suicide. I have no intentions on committing suicide. If I commit suicide like Jeffrey Epstein, know that I did not kill myself. And, well, they hung him in his, basically, cell yesterday. The thing that McAfee 
knew and that he had talked about repeatedly was a lot of the stuff that the deep state was involved in. He was allegedly accused of tax evasion, which I don't know. I know there's been a lot of stuff as far as making millions of dollars with cryptocurrency and basically trying to do money laundering. I don't know as far as that much about his background and what he was charged with. However, we do know that basically he was involved in exposing a lot of stuff that was going on with the deep state. And Edward Snowden is now saying that McAfee's death by suicide could be Assange next. Because as you know, Assange has basically been treated like a complete and total career terrorist worse than Guantanamo Bay. The man is being tortured and held and basically is not being held even had trial. They're just sitting there holding him indefinitely and torturing him because of what he did with WikiLeaks because they're trying to prove a point about you cannot go against the narrative and you cannot bring the truth to the American populace, which is exactly what he did. So again, I hope Assange is able to get out and I hope he's able to get the truth continual out there, but it doesn't look very hopeful. And as we know, this is something that's very common. They go in and say, oh, so they, this guy committed suicide. He had a, a, a two foot pillow, you know, pillowcase and he hung himself from the bottom bunk. What? What? That doesn't even make sense. Oh no, no. This guy committed suicide. He shot himself in the back of the head twice shot himself in the back of the head twice and that was suicide okay no oh this guy hung himself from a doorknob yeah he, he basically hung himself from a doorknob i'm like okay so this guy wasn't suicidal he wasn't having any issues he was trying to get the truth out there and all of a sudden he decided to kill himself no ask the question who does his death benefit? And then you start finding the answers really, really quick. The Clintons were notorious for this. Anytime somebody would get around them, anytime somebody would find out what was going on, then all of a sudden they'd be some random suicide in their house. This is not a joke how these people play. They want the information completely and totally suppressed. Hence why we talk about what we do like Dad just said. We try to bring up the stuff as detailed as we can. Granted, it steps on a lot of toes, and it gets a lot of people mad, and we get a lot of hate mail over it. But it doesn't matter because the truth is the truth. And the only way to keep people awake and to show them what's really happening is to speak the truth. Because right now, we have an unparalleled level of deception that's being portrayed on the entire populace right now. So again, it's crucial. Continue to get this information out there. Sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Get the articles. Send them out to people. Send people to show. Continue to spread the information because right now, there are a lot of people that are starting to wake up. I've seen this now firsthand. A lot of people are starting to realize that something isn't right. That, that's just a fact. You know, people may not know what's going on, but a lot of people are realizing, no, nah, something ain't right. There's just not, there's something odd right now that's going on. So again, thank you for the support. Keep getting the truth out there. What do you think, Deb? You know, I think we basically, in many cases, are just a lone wolf crying in the wilderness now. There's several dozen other pretty good shows out there, but the reality is very few of it. The shows that we even use as far as reference materials go into the kind of depth that we do on this. You know, like yesterday, I had a good friend of mine who sent me a, a link. His pastor is celebrating Eucharist. Is a, he's a Catholic priest, and he did one of the best sermons I've heard in a long time. In fact, I've posted it on the Health Master's website, on the new site. It's like a 17, 18-minute sermon, and he, he goes into why homosexuality is wrong. It's a Catholic priest. He goes into why abortion is wrong. He goes into why transgenderism is wrong. I mean, straight addresses it and tells everybody that is not the way Christ would want us to live. 
Of course, the guy's got eviscerated for it. But the reality is, you know, there's some good priests out there that are Catholic. There's some good priests out there that are Lutherans. There's some good priests out there that are Methodists that don't believe in all the crazy stuff the Methodist Church is doing now. And there's some good Baptist preachers out there, too. Now, there aren't very many good faith preachers. I hate to say that. They're pretty much compromised because I know most of them. Now, there are some good ones, but not, not all of them. But, you know, the Pope Francis is now saying that you can recognize false Christians by their inflexibility. Now, this guy's not good. He's just an absolute hardcore communist, you know, wannabe weirdo, probably high-level Masonic leader, probably a Kabbalist on top of everything else. And he's now saying you can recognize false Christians by their inflexibility. So, in other words, if you don't think that homosexuality is okay, you're an inflexible Christian. Yeah. Uh huh. That's a false Christian you're going to be now. So if you don't want to have things that are contrary to the words of God promoted to you and your children in the school board, you're being inflexible. So you're a false Christian. This guy nauseates me. And I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm sincere. I told you when I was in Buenos Aires a few years ago and I spoke to the people from his parish and from his church that he had down there, his cathedral. Not one person that I spoke to liked this guy. Every single person thought he was absolutely and completely and totally nuts. And that he was completely and totally compromised. Uh, one more story here, then I'll let Austin finish it up. The higher education bubble has popped. Now, what does that mean? Well, you know, here we go. People have, during this pandemic were forced to take a critical look at their educational past and then look at the inordinate amount of investments and debts required to achieve their goals. And they're starting to say, wait a minute, something's not right. So this higher education bubble has rapidly been you, you know, inflating, causing more and more kids to get more and more and more into debt. And what we found is that people are finally starting to realize, as we told you on the show a long, long time ago, that unless you're going into a profession that you can get licensed, a nurse, a teacher, an engineer, a doctor, okay, you know, an attorney, you know, if you, unless you're going in to be able to get licensed through the state of Florida or through any state that you live in or any place in the world, and you can charge more money than the average income is going to be in that area for your services because you're so well educated, getting student debt doesn't make any sense unless you can do that. If you decide you want to major in lesbian studies, right, and you're going to spend $150,000 on student loans, okay, or underwater basket weaving, Okay, or some stupid thing that makes no sense whatsoever, you know, French poetry, whatever. But you don't want to be a college professor, but I'm going to get a bachelor's degree in French poetry. And you apply for a job with a $200,000 degree from an Ivy League school in French poetry. What's going to happen is you're going to hear the laughter from, you know, through the closed doors. They're going to be, what the heck is this person thinking? They're $200,000 in debt in French poetry? Yeah. Underwater basket weaving? Really? Yeah, so this is the problem that kids have finally ran, ran into. They have finally run into this because they understand that if they borrow all of this money to go to school with no hope of ever paying it back, with no hope of getting these loans bankrupted, which you can't do that anymore, they're basically going to be hosed over. People in their 50s and 60s and 70s now who are retiring who are still paying student loans from 50 years ago. I kid you not. This has been an albatross, a a diseased pork chop hanging around their neck that the dogs are trying to eat their whole life. They're having to fight off the animals and the hounds and the, and the debt collectors because of this diseased pork chop sitting on their neck. They don't know what to do with it because they can't get rid of it. See, this is the problem. You're better off – listen to me, friends. If you're a kid and you want to decide to go to school or to college, to take a look at what you want to major in, there's different degree paths that you can take. Let's say you're really good at science, all right? but you're not really good at math. Now you got a problem. 
because when you major in science, there's a lot of math, including calculus, you got to take. All right. So if you want to major in biology or you want to major in chemistry and you don't have math skills, you need to choose another major. If you want to major in all of these and basically go to law school, then or to med- not to law school, but to medical school, then you better decide on what color your skin is real quick. Yeah, that's, I'm going to give you some advice on that because if you're a white person, you better have a 3.8, 3.9, 4.0 if you're a white male if you want to get into a medical school now. That's just the way it is. It's, it's basically affirmative action run amok. It's reverse discrimination is what it is. And, you know, I have a friend of mine. He's an engineer. He's got a master's degree in engineering, chemical engineering. And one of the most brilliant people I've ever met is, is brilliant. His name's Daniel. He's, he's actually the son of my attorney that we use, my corporate attorney. And he had a 3.8 GPA with a master's degree in chemical engineering and could not get into medical school. Just thought I'd mention that. I mean, this is crazy. And we've done entire shows on it. Now, if you don't have good math skills, but you've got really good reasoning skills, you want to go to college, you can go into law, become an attorney. There's all kinds of branches of the uh, of attorneys that you can go into that don't have to deal with, you know, slip and fall accidents. So there's all kinds of things that you could do. You could be a nurse. You could be an RN. I know many nurses now that are making over $100,000 a year. All kinds of stuff that you can do to basically further your career, but don't pick a dead-end field that you can't use anything with. Don't do that. You'd be better off to major in business, get a four-year degree in that, and get into marketing or get into sales or to start your own company. You'd be better off to do that than you would be to go order a bunch of weird classes for your resume that you've taken and assume all of these debts from the college and have no way to ever pay it back. But I wanted to share that with you guys. Oh, by the way, I had the opportunity to pray for you this morning. You guys are absolutely awesome. Now, I want you to remember something. This is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. God's still on the throne. He's on the present. He's not being taken by surprise with anything that's going on right now. You don't have to sit up at night and worry and be stressed out. God's got your back. Always remember that. I love you guys. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, absolutely, and it's it's crucial that we continue to just stand with one another in a lot of these topics right now because there's so much pushback that all of us are getting all across the board on so many different areas, whether it depends on if you're in a communist state or a county or a city and so forth. And so that's why we're here the best we can to give you guys this information and just encourage you to really make your voice heard and stand up. Also, too, one last story. This is kind of a funny one, but it's not. (laughs) It's kind of ironic. The UK, you know, they're still like half locked down over there and quarantine measures, majority, pretty much of all Brits cannot even go on vacation. They can't even go anywhere without having to come back and quarantine for like two full weeks. And interestingly enough, the MP, John Whittingdale, was speaking about the measures that they're now saying that people who are important, higher end people, don't have to quarantine. He said the list of those allowed to bypass the government's quarantine restrictions include executive members of UEFA, members of the council, senior executives, and also anyone sponsoring Euro 2020. (laughs) So what he's saying is rules for thee, but not for me. You have to quarantine. You have to lock down. You have to stay in your home. But because we're more important than you, because we're more powerful than you, we don't have to do the same measures, which that right there in and of itself should infuriate the entire United Kingdom. 
I would I would be irate, quite frankly, because that shows you 100% it has nothing to do with COVID whatsoever. Thank you again, my friends, for getting the information out there. Be sure if you need anything, check out the website. The Zinc Glycinate on sale right now is product of the week. You voted it won. Incredibly good product as far as for the immune system and reproductive health and supports antioxidant activity. Stacks very well with the vitamin C with quercetin, the vitamin C antioxidant formula, as the quercetin actually helps the zinc become more absorbable. That's why we put it together in the health kit the immune kit on the front page, the zinc, the D3, and the vitamin C, the trifecta base right there that's really, really good to take every single day. So, again, thank you, my friends. If you need anything, give us a call, 1-800-726-1834. We're here at Health Masters to help you out the best we possibly can, five days a week, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. So, again, we encourage you to get the truth out there. Stand your ground for what you believe, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.